Pretend like you can hear this song. Yep. I love it. I like listening to it. What can I say? Things We Got Wrong, episode nine. It's been a minute. It has. I'm not mad. We need time to reflect on all of the things that we got wrong. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Many things. Yeah, because there's no shortage of things we got wrong. I'm always struck by how young we sound, how different we sound. Oh, my gosh. Right. Sometimes I think I sound more professional back then. (laughs) Yeah. I was Wait, like, why? what do I say? Like, now I'm just like, yeah, whatevs. What do you and think that I, is? I, I, you were like performing? Mm, you are trying to be like professional. It's kind of like, have you, I would imagine you were a professor. You taught in school. Yeah. So like, did, so you've, how are you the first week, first few weeks compared to the end of the year? Yeah, right. You're just probably you stiffer know? or more like aware of yourself or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like a coming in like like yeah, I'm trying to be like on my best behavior. Yeah. Well, I like now I barely wear pants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sometimes we wear clothes and sometimes we don't. Sometimes I don't. So, <laughs> oh, that's really I funny. mean, I like us better now. I gotta say. Well, I, I that was a lot of what I kind of listened to in these in these past episodes, and you know a lot of um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about back in the early episodes were kind of like our feelings and opinions on specific subjects. You know, we divided the episodes instead of talking about, um, you know, interesting stories of the week Mm -hmm. uh, in the episode, we talked more, we did it more of like thematically and then, yeah. And then brought our own kind of experience into that theme. And I am so shocked and like, uh, I, I kind of, not sad. That's not the right word. But I have like a a, a sensitive heart for yeah. that version of Sarah. <laughs> like the things that mattered to her. I could just see how much I was worried about yeah. that now older me wouldn't give a fuck about. Yeah. And I wish. I, and maybe it's fine. Like maybe we're supposed to go. You know. Yeah. We tend to look back. This is that we've talked about this before about how anxiety lives with our thoughts in the future and depression is our thoughts in the past. Mm. We're like, if I think in the past of like, man, I I wish I didn't have those feelings that I wish I knew what I knew now. The only way I know what I know now is because I had those feelings back then and then questioned them and then kind of went, what what does this all mean? Yeah. You know, and it allowed me to, uh, you know, have the feelings that I have today. It's so important, but there is that it's not cringy. It's not like a cringe kind of thing. No. It's just like a, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Of that like, yeah, we were just in a different stage, like different stages for yeah. different ages. And I, you know, I think back, what was I doing then? Uh, I mean, even though my son was like three, I think, you know, it takes a while to really get used to parenting and being a uh, responsible yeah. for another person. I think that was just like always on my mind. It like informed so much of how I moved through the world. Probably still does, but um, I think that <laughs> I sense that about I don't know my tone or what interested me or whatever. And I really yeah, noticed kind I of wanted like... to make you laugh. I I I that drove a lot of what I said because. I always want, I don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> like, and that's funny because I say things to make you laugh. So. Cause like you, when I say things that are not very nice or like maybe a little like you're not supposed to say that you, you laugh and then I want to say more things like that. <laughs> it's cute. I liked our dynamic. It's it. just different. Yeah. Not the same now. Um, it was a long time ago. I mean, 2015. For real. And the world is so different now. It's so disturbing to me how much has changed. Yeah. In like mostly bad ways. Yeah. It re- the, the, I, I was listening to our episode on body image and we were talking about what the effects of self-objectification are. 
and how one of them is uh, lack of political autonomy, like or, or something like that. Like you, you feel like political efficacy, or no, maybe that's not the right word. What is the right word for like you have the power to change agency? Things. Agency. Uh-huh. I'm saying all the wrong word. Thank you. Political agency. There's less political agency through uh, uh, self objectification when women self like be, see themselves as objects. They're less likely to. Uh, feel like they have the power to make change. And even though there are so many things that have kind of, uh, and I I think during that uh, discussion, I was like talking about how outraged I am at the uh, number of men who make decisions about reproductive rights. (laughs) Oh man, I had no idea what was coming. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it is still shocking though, because I forget, and like I was angry then. Woo. I forget what I was reading or listening to the other day, and it was just like a bunch of men talking about, um, you know, a reproductive health care, reproductive rights, and I was just like, this feels so weird. They don't even so know. Weird. You don't even have a vagina. You don't even have a baby. You don't even know what a menstrual cycle is. Actually, probably don't know what it is. For real. For real. For real. <laughs> for. Real. But in thinking about how so many things are fucked up and it is worse in many ways, the one thing that did, uh, that I had in the back of my mind when listening to that episode was uh, how representation has changed Mm. in politics or is starting to change. And how even though we are moving backwards or taking some steps maybe in a different direction in some areas, we are seeing way more diversity way more representation in politics. And that gives me a lot of hope because I think the more diverse our leaders and our decision makers are, the more uh, understanding and accepting we will all be as a nation. Yeah, it's not all bad news. (laughs) Right. It's fun to talk about it as all bad news, but, you know. Yeah, I I thought, oh, God. There are so many things. Now it's like I just listened to it. So now I'm like, I'm like one of our fans, like super fans who's like, oh yeah. And this other thing that you said, like you, you were talking about the Dove commercial and how Dove is owned by the same company that owns Axe Body Spray and how it's so bullshit that they do the whole campaign of like, look at how body accepting we are. But then over here, we got Axe Body Spray that's like, tit, axe, yeah. boobs, well, grills, I mean, horses, because there's that guy riding a horse. And it's, uh, it's like... I don't, I'm not offended by the dove hypocrisy or whatever you'd want to call that. It's just that we really do have to always remember if, if a company chooses to make a a choice that you really like politically, you know, don't get too excited because they're doing it because it, it helps their business. I mean, that goes for like with Kanye and Adidas um, yes. with all kinds of things like that, we're like, okay, great. I'm glad that they did that. That was the right thing to do, but they wouldn't have done it if it was not. And you might think, well, they're going to lose a lot of money, but they have to consider mm-hmm. like the big picture of like the brand. You can't yes. keep working with a celebrity who idolizes Hitler. I mean, you just, you just, you just can't. can't. <laughs> right. So yeah. that they had to make that choice it's not like they were like you know what we're gonna do the right thing today right it's so bullshit and like the other one that that's recently been in this is balenciaga yes do you see all about that grief what a mess i don't even understand it was just so wrong on so many different levels and you know all these people like the the right wingers who are like hashtag save the children and they're like really fixated Mm -hmm. on pedophiles and child predators even when there aren't any um and then when this crap happens, they're like, see? And I'm just like, why would you do this? Why would any company? Why? When is child porn ever the right choice? Never, ever. And then it, they make some big, huge production about being against it. Or like, oh, we are finding the parties that are, you know, like it just seems all like for show. Yeah. And for. Well, okay. For- so I just made this argument that everything's for the bottom line. Explain to me how it is financially beneficial for Kim Kardashian to remain affiliated with them. I know that they have a contract, so she gains that money. But it seems like overall it would be better to cut ties. What am I missing there? 
I don't know. And how much money can Balenciaga? Like she's got other money, sort like like yeah. You what would are we, think what are we it would be the same the as the difference Adidas. between sixty million dollars a year and fifty million dollars a year. I think you're fine. Yeah, you would think she would think the overall idea of my brand and maintaining my whatever image would be yeah. more advantageous. That one's a real head scratcher. Unless the 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 right wingers are right and she is a part of a child porn ring or oh something. My God. You know, it's just sort of like why oh. would you do that, idiot? Yeah. I don't get I, it, it seems very simple. <laughs> you know, and then I read her email that was like, I'm going to have to consider this and take time to think about it. I'm like Child porn, yeah. really easy line in the sand. For Meanwhile, me. it's just like her accountants doing using a calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's the, happening. That's the thinking I have to do. Click, 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 click. Yeah, click. yeah. That's I don't, really re- I don't remember hearing that part about Dove. What else did we say in the body image? Did, was this uh, this wasn't the one where we talked about like you wearing the corset? Was it? No, this is a different <laughs> okay, one. Then that maybe was, I this, didn't listen to it. Yeah, this one we talked about how, you know, this, this, I thought this was really interesting, you know, and there were some questions I wanted to ask you. Like we talked about kind of our relationship with our body yeah. and we talked about how, uh, what it feels like to have gone on the show, yeah. uh, on a show that really promotes a certain kind of image of women yeah. and how do we kind of grapple with that of like our participation in that and I talked about how on every season of the challenge I've ever been on they strategically place me in the back and like hide my body in those bathing suit shots and put other people in front of me like even when and then I I, I did another season after we filmed that and they did it again and I t- because because of this episode I had it in my mind I was like hmm, I'm gonna go and do that I'm gonna see if they do that again yep wow they do that they absolutely did that again. And uh, and and I think about how, even in just listening to the episode, how concerned I was about my body and how much of my day I spent thinking about how somebody else would receive this or like how somebody else would look at this or, or judge this or whatever, mm-hmm. their opinion somebody else would have. What a fucking waste of time and energy and, like, I mean, I don't care at all now. Wow, that's amazing. How the heck did you get to that point? I don't know. I think it might be – I think it's doing little experiments. I had to do little experiments myself. Like, remember when I went on – I was going on some first dates a while back, and I was like, fuck it. I'm not even going to put on makeup. I'm not – I'm going to wear my overalls, and I'm going to wear – and I got the same amount of it dick with makeup and without makeup thank right. you very much yeah right and i was like oh turns out you don't have to put in any effort this is great for me and so i just stopped and nothing changed that's fantastic me and how consumed i am with those thoughts i am so glad for you i would love for that to happen because i think back to when i was young i never wore makeup until like wait way 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 into adulthood um and I think, what? I can't believe I was willing to go out in public like that. And I don't know. Uh, that's amazing when someone can feel that freedom. I'm so envious. <sighs> I mean, maybe I should throw a little bit of something <laughs> You're like, maybe we'll deodorant. meet in the middle. <laughs> maybe no. we should be in the middle. No. Happy medium. But I mean, do you think that everyone should feel like that because a lot of people would say well you're beautiful naturally so it's real easy for you to be like oh i'm i'm just gonna go on natural a lot of people don't look like you i was not to be mean but i (laughs) but i will like i was just watching a video on twitter of kelly clarkson she was talking about a charity that she's working with and she had absolutely not a stitch of makeup on and didn't really look her best, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I thought, on one hand, I was like, wow, that is impressive that she is just out there with it. And more people should yeah. do that. But I was also like, she really looks like garbage. So I think it's what we get used to people looking okay, like. Okay, okay, okay. I think that's it. Uh-huh. I've slowly done, like, the switch. Yeah, that's smart. I'm like, Because yep. I never and think then that I put about, makeup like, on Rosie and people are like. Right? She just always you put makeup on and people are like, oh, my God, you look so good. You look amazing. Yeah. Okay. And I go back to this regular. I get people used to the regular. <sighs> okay, this is smart. It's like Eli with the eyelashes. Eli, when we first started dating, was like, 
you're not like one of those girls who like wears eyelashes and that kind of stuff, do you? And I'm like, no, definitely not me. Then one day for the show, I put them on and like we were doing like a live Q&A and, and I love wearing lashes yeah. every now and then. Yeah. And he was like, hubba hubba, who is, yes, hot mama, who is this? And uh, yeah. I was like, oh, remember those things that you don't like and you think are a waste of time? Turns out you actually love them and how I look at them. Yeah, they. So every now and then he'll be like, "You gonna put on lashes or what?" That's fine. Like it's fun to perform beauty, like we talk about. Yes, uh, but that's a really healthy way to do it. Whereas you know, it's intentional. Whereas mine is obligatory. And I was actually thinking, like, what if Adam had those stroke symptoms when I was like in my jammies and just woken up in the morning? I would be like, "What do I do? I cannot call nine one one and have these people come over." That's a, that is bondage to live like that. I guess the point of it was that you're smart to you did like the slow roll of the natural transition. So you didn't go like full glam to like oh yes 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 not yes, a yes. stitch of makeup yes which is jarring. I think yes. you hit the nail on the head because like yes. I said when I see someone like Rosie O'Donnell who never wears makeup, I'm not like oh right. look away. It right. was just because you're used to seeing someone in full like stage makeup. For sure. And then to see them bare-faced is shocking. Yeah. Thanks for wa- walking me through that. And the other thing that I, I did that I think really helped me with the confidence to not wear makeup, you don't need to do a lot sometimes. Like, I got my eyebrows microbladed, and now it looks like I wear makeup all the time. That is so true. Like, when people get um, facials and then their skin looks really bright and beautiful, Yeah, that can make you feel like you don't need all the... Yeah, like, it was great. Yeah. Just like... And then I got a, a home kit off of Amazon. I do not recommend this. Do not do this unless you are a trained professional or have somebody to help you. But I got a uh, la- eyelash uh, tint kit, like where you oh, tint yeah. and dye your eyelashes. Yeah, that is scary. Scary and like definitely like a lot of fumes that come with that make your eyes feel like they're like, I'm like, could I lose all my eyelashes right now? Maybe. I don't know, but I did that, and then I don't wear mascara because it looks like my eyelashes are dark. So I just do those two things, okay. and then it kind of makes me feel like I have a face on. Yeah, and, I get that. Yeah. Well, you look like a million bucks. And well, thanks. Yeah, I mean that makes me feel especially good today since I'm homesick and and like yeah. even I looked in the mirror and I was like, Ugh. I, <laughs> and Eli was like, shower worst. today, and I was like, no time, gotta go. <laughs> That's terrible when your partner's like, he's like, so, uh, yeah, soaping up. You, uh, wanna, he calls me SG for stinky girlfriend. Oh my God. It's cute. It's it's meant as a, uh, Susie, I am so stinky. And I laugh because in the body image episode, I talked about how I switched from regular deodorant to natural and how it's been like a big problem. And uh, <laughs> I don't even wear any now. So Eli's like, could we maybe put on deodorant today? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I don't feel like it. It's only like when I'm sick or when I'm uh, like premenstrual that I yeah. smell. What the okay. fuck is up with that? So anyways... I'll tell Maybe you what is something else. What is change. all natural but doesn't stink at all, and that is Next Evo Naturals CBD. Yes, Seuss. Yep. I am. I didn't realize. Yeah. How much I needed CBD in my life? <laughs> yeah, me to, neither. I mean, I didn't realize how. Like at first, I thought it was. I'm like, is this a placebo effect? There's truly no way that's that what I, I thought. This and cannot then be real. I, like. It balances, it calms me down mm-hmm. so much. Here's the times where I really notice it. And you know, it's kind of like one of those things where if you're not experiencing symptoms and you take it, you maybe won't notice it as much. But if you are experiencing symptoms and you take it, heck yeah, you notice it. I notice it long car drives, airplane rides, before yeah. I go to bed, when I'm sitting and watching a movie. Um, these are all times where sometimes. I get really anxious or my mind just is racy or I feel really fidgety and can't sit still or I feel extra stressed. I don't I don't know what the heck it is. Mm-hmm. What I do with CBD and good stuff that <laughs> absorb like four yeah, times better than do. everything else. Yeah. But holy shit. I don't know what I did do what I would do without it now. 
Yeah, it says that it's the only brand clinically proven to deliver 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So this is just like a whole different scenario. If you've tried other CBDs and you're like, I didn't feel anything, you should try this because I think you'll be singing a different tune. They have um, a formula for stress and then they have one for sleep, which is so helpful to me because I I live in Pennsylvania now. I used to take... um, you know, THC edibles mm-hmm. every night. Well, the, I don't have access to that. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Looks like I'll be up uh, with insomnia. <laughs> and so this is such a really uh, a godsend for people yes. like me. And it's no the holidays. No the next day. Right. And I hated that too. Like sometimes right. you would feel it the next day. It's not worth it. Anyway, this is, Next Evo Naturals is like the perfect thing where it's just like, it does the job, but it doesn't have all the uh, craziness of some of the other mm-hmm. stuff we've tried. Get Smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast, promo code WRONG. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast, promo code WRONG. Think about the holiday season and all the stress. Oh, yeah. People need... Help. Okay, yeah. so give that a whirl. I think um, a lot of people write that into their New Year's resolution kind of thing. I'd like to be less stressed. Well, here you go. Sarah, I was just thinking, because I try to really prepare for the new year, and yes. I was like thinking what my theme you know, for mm-hmm. next year is going to be, and I'm debating. I haven't decided yet. But I really love that we check in with each other like every December and like reflect how did yes. we do? Did we accomplish anything we hoped to? Did we change in ways that were meaningful? And then, like, what's the plan? I just think it keeps us on track. Absolutely. And if you guys yeah. listen to uh, my other podcast, uh, uh, This Changes Everything with Therapy Jeff, we are doing a anti-resolution start of the new year episode dedicated to just that. How do you set realistic goals? How do you, like, what are what's involved in changing a habit? Yeah, it's important to kind of check in and... We get messages you, from everybody else that we should be setting different kind of goals. And, well, and like over the years, since we've done this for so long, I think mm-hmm. we've really processed like, what is this all about? Are we participating in something that's like hollow and silly and totally. sets you up for failure? Um, but I feel that, you know how we always talk about the world is on fire and it feels totally. like we're in an apocalypse. And I think a lot about what you and I talk about how the serenity prayer. What can you change and what is out of your hands? 100%. And that to me is what our sort of goals is all about. It's just like, here are the things I can work on and hope for and work toward. And all this other stuff, I'm going to do what I can, but can't change everybody, everything. You can't. And you can really only look at you and what what can you do for yourself. I know this is like not the point of our show, uh, things we got wrong, but like now that you do all these podcasts, which mm-hmm. I mean, it is a lot for you and it's all these episodes a week and it's, I'm sure it allows you a lot of like, first of all, learning, but also reflection, but like, I only, does, for the record, only do one more than you do. It's pretty <laughs> much the same. So. Okay. But it's a whole other show. Yeah. And it is also about therapy. Yeah. And so you're you're in this contemplative sort of mode, yes. at least theoretically. Totally. And then when you click the the show's over, does it translate at all? Or is it just like back to your normal life and it goes away? Or do you like sit with like how does that go for you? No, I, I sit with it sometimes. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things is doing the uh it's it's easier when we do the uh Brain Candy podcast or things we got wrong because I'm really relying on, um, uh, you know, I talk a lot about my personal life, but it's, we're talking about stories and in, in yeah. the news. We're talking oh. about, you know, fun facts, things like that. Yeah. When I do the therapy podcast, sometimes it's it brings up, and both Jeff and I have experienced this, where when we talk about a certain subject and give our own like personal, um, I don't know, little anecdotes, stories about whatever we're talking about, it can kind of sit with you for the rest of the day. Like when mm-hmm. I did the episode on anxiety, because I was in it, I was like like studying a little bit about anxiety before writing my notes, really thinking about what I want to talk about. It sort of made me anxious for the next 
48 hours. Mm-hmm. I had to like make, do things to, to, well, and this is, this is why I think, you know, transitions are so good, why we have to create rituals, where mm-hmm. we have to be really intentional with what we do. And, um, yeah, like be, have, have an awareness of how those, I think everybody who, no matter what you do, you can kind of bring your job home or it's hard to like take that hat off. When I was in school, uh, they would talk to us about some different tools that you can use to do that. Like, um, uh, you know, I would imagine if say somebody, I, I've worked with a lot of like nurses or firefighters, first responders, things like that, who come home and it's hard to get out of that mode and, mm-hmm. you know, not see everybody they're interacting with as like patients in a way or like, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we'll create a ritual of like, uh, maybe taking your wedding ring off and then putting it back on when you're in the driveway to like, as soon as you get home to signal, like now I'm stepping out of my work life and into my home life. Or maybe you listen to a song, like a specific song every drive home. Or maybe, um, I've even used, uh, the trick of imagining all of the things that you have to deal with in the day or with whatever subject you are working on in a suitcase. And then Mm -hmm. as you drive home, you pick a spot along your route to, uh, drop the suitcase in your mm-hmm. mind. And then when you drive back to work, you pick it up. So you don't kind of take those things home with you. Yeah. It, it can be like, don't you feel like that with what we do? We're, we're, we're kind of like not necessarily performing, but like kind of, we're like on mm-hmm. that sometimes when I go home, I just want to like shut it all off and not talk oh to human. Last week after book club, I mean, for me, it's 10 o'clock by the time like I'm oh, right. done for the day. And, um, like I, by the time I got into the bedroom, Lincoln was asleep and then Adam's in our bed and he's like watching something or whatever. And then he's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, it was fine. And then like everything he asked, it was just like a one word answer. And he goes, yeah. why aren't you talking? And I'm like, yeah. I just talked for six hours. Yeah. Like I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. Cause we had recorded all day. I was just like, I don't think I can talk anymore. You know, this is, this is really interesting. You said that I just watched. Um, or I should say I read the transcript of a TED talk that was about rest mm. and we think how there are like, I think they said five different kinds of rest. We think that sleep is the only rest that we need, mm-hmm. but sometimes sleep is not, you can sleep all you want, but it's not giving you the kind of rest that you need. You need social rest, spiritual rest, physical mm-hmm. rest, sleep. And then the, I think the other one's emotional rest. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something that, so, so sometimes we focus on just one of those and we mm-hmm. forget that sometimes we need the holidays. Like it is okay to say no thank you to a holiday party and just get some rest. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do all that. Yeah. Cause it's chaos. It is total. And it's, you have to think like with everything we say yes to, we're saying no to something else. We're mm-hmm. saying so if you're saying yes to a whole bunch of stuff, you might be saying no to some things for you, which might then leave you really drained. And so I think balancing that out is is kind of like an important. Yeah, it is so true. So I, that it just made me wonder because like we talk about so much on our shows, and I learn so much and I enjoy it. But I bet you if I did a therapy show or if I were a therapist. I mean, sometimes it would just like be a lot of thinking and ugh, introspection, and yeah, I think I that kind of comes with the job as a therapist, anyway. And okay. it's kind of like I'm going to do that worrying anyway and overthinking yeah. anyway. Yeah, so it's right. kind of like t- t- taking that superpower. You know, yeah. like I've said, we all of our coping strategies are kind of superpowers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, using it in a in a yeah. Productive way. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, back to the this, this show. So you you did the body image one. Yes. And I'm assuming we talked about like plastic surgery and stuff, right? Yes. What I did want to ask you, we talked about kind of like our relationship with our body. You said something that was so fascinating. You talked about how people changed and treated you differently when you yeah. got a boob job oh, and yeah. how it wasn't like what you'd think. It wasn't like people sexualized you more or they were like, maybe that, I think you said maybe that was like the, it could be the undercurrent there. Or maybe it could be underneath their, you know, kindness towards you or something. But even from men and women that you experienced, it was more like, um, like 
I don't know what if you said like respect or, or yeah. something. Yeah, it was like that. Like they they mm-hmm. value. That, that was is it. the exact word that, that kept ringing it. in my mind. Just value now. was uh-huh. what you it said. increased. It increased your yeah. value, and I wanted to know if your relationship with your body has changed since we recorded that. I mean, and think it's like Lincoln's older. You know, your relationship with Adam is different. Well, like, I definitely, I think I've talked on the brain candy a little bit about how I don't regret having gotten breast augmentation, but I was convinced when I went to them, but because they kept insisting that bigger is better and that everyone regrets it if they don't go like full throttle. And that was a mistake. They don't match my frame. I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have just gotten yeah. them back where they were before I breastfed and before I went through pregnancy. Um, so that I got wrong. Interesting. I heard with breast augmentation that you have to get them redone every... Every 10 years, they say. T- yeah. So yeah, do you think when you go... Years. Right. And those yeah. babies are still sitting real high. They sure are. So do you think you would go... I mean, they look fantastic. Do you think you would go and and change them out, do anything different? Like, well, what's when you the do reason a, that they say you have to redo them? Fucking A, I don't know. Like, is it that they get droopy? Because, like, then that, that No, I think real. it has something about scar tissue building up around them. Oh. And, I like, adjusting... I look into that. Yeah, that, like, your body, it almost, like, not... Absor- this could be... A future things we got wrong. <laughs> I am saying this with absolutely no background in the medical field, in plastic surgery, anything like that. I yeah. just have heard this. Okay. And I'll look into it because if they are going to have to go in there anyway, I'll tell them to swap them for I think my I think I have a friend who did that and she got them reduced or did something and See, is very happy shit. People about want it. them reduced. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I feel like also th- this was a, a generation, like this was a time period. Like if you got boobs about anywhere 20, 10 to 20 years ago, yeah, this is what they were doing. Now, I think not all doctors, but I think a lot of doctors are more aware of, of how, like what to make something look more natural and, and okay, what the good. client would really want. You know, I was, I was watching and there's a woman who I follow who's an ADHD like coach kind of thing who, who, um, I think her name's Charlene Johnson, but she like became real famous on TikTok. She was like a, a, a fitness instructor and then like blew up as this like ADHD spokesperson. And she got a, um, she went in to have like a, a breast augmentation and then her C-section scar, like she has C-section scar that they were going to like fix. This doctor mutilated her, no. like disfigured her. He had, he has, he's been like the board has, has suspended his, his license, license most multiple times. He killed two people. Like it's a whole oh thing. It's turned God. in and now he's suing her for, defamation of character meanwhile yeah it's a whole fucking thing that's insane but but she was talking about um uh how she she had to go to another plastic surgeon to get this fixed to get everything fixed and, and taken care of and so she found there's now people who are um kind of like in a way like a middleman like they 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 find, they connect you to a doctor who can do what you need. And she said this was like the only guy in the country who would be able to correct what everything oh. that she had wrong. And so I was listening to an interview that this doctor who's doing her, her like fix-it surgery did. And he said there are so many doctors out there who do things that are not in the best interest of the patients. He said, I will never, like personally, I will never do a Brazilian butt lift because I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it looks good. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think that this is something that, you know, long-term like affects it's too, too many negatives. And just hearing a plastic surgeon speak in a way that like, it sounded so different. And I just love this guy. I was like, this guy is the real deal. This is like what they right. should be talking like. And that's like not what you often get, I think. In, yeah. I, I used to work for a chiropractor Angeles. and I was always struck by how n- 
you could come in there with any problem. You could come in there with a toothache and he would act like he could do something to oh, help. Oh, chiropractor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I think that that's a business where they they never say, you know what, I don't think I would be able to help you. Yeah. And so the same goes for like a plastic surgeon where I want to have somebody, whether it's a chiropractor yeah. or a regular doctor plastic surgeon, who says, you know what, this is outside of my purview. Yeah. And maybe this you're you should go down another path because that yeah. shows you know credibility and ethics. Yeah, <laughs> ethics like moral compass. They're like that. No, I'm sorry, I can't do what you're asking. I still don't know how to reconcile though the fact that when you just intellectually think about the idea of plastic surgery, it's crazy. It is a crazy thing right. to risk your life through yeah. surgery yeah. to look better. Yeah. Quote unquote better. Right. Right. But yet we live in a society where beauty and youth uh-huh. reap rewards, whether it's that value I talked about or actual money mm-hmm. that you can earn when you look a certain way. And I don't know how to reconcile that because I right. do it. I participate in this industry yeah. and consumerism of beauty, but it's insane. Yeah. I don't know how to make sense of that. Hmm. It is, you know what? It is something that you have to kind of examine. And it, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's like, you know, like, like it, it, if it becomes something that is more important than meeting your basic needs or mm-hmm. like, you know, I it, just being on the show and being in the reality world, sometimes you see people, I've met people that appear one way. And then if you look behind the scenes, it's like, like, I don't understand how you can look like perfectly put together, but your room is a fucking mess. Not you, yeah. but like these, this yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it feels like if that becomes more important... Mm-hmm. than those other things, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. You know, in the same yeah. way where I used to work at Gucci and, you know, if you're making a bunch of money and you come in and you buy a Gucci bag or Gucci belt, whatever, you do you. But if you are coming in and what made me feel like I had to quit my job was when people would come in and their credit card would be declined and then they would ask me to sp- spread it out over multiple credit cards which was like, oh, this is really fucking bad. Like, you shouldn't, th- this should not be your priority right now. This, th- it should be other things. Like, it's a, an extra, not a, a. But for, do you think for those people and for all of us at some time? Yes. This isn't like them versus us. Right. Um, that it feels like I have to have this or I don't matter. Correct. It becomes, there's something saying like, or that will lead to those things that you ultimately really yeah, want. Yeah. It's that just beyond it. that purchase yes. is my happiness. Yes. We're like doing it in the wrong order. We think, I know if I had the body that I wanted and I had this Gucci belt, then I will get status and I will get acceptance and I will get whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I feel like we have to do it the other direction. Like, we have to think, like, who am I apart from the externals? Yeah. And then if if one, if one your examination of yourself apart from the externals then is accepting and, and uh, balanced, whatever, then I feel like there's less of those, um, not necessarily feelings of regret, but we can understand why we do something like getting a boob job or buying a fancy schmancy bag or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Once we understand like, well, why? The motivation. The yeah. motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know just to answer your question completely that my relationship with my body yes. is absolutely a daily struggle okay. that I have to really try to feel the right way and to have that sense of like, Gratitude about health and strength and ability rather than size and shape and mm-hmm. perception. It is not, I'm not done. It is every day. 
you know what I really want to applaud you for is like you've really what I noticed from like this episode and the body image when we listened about you would you're much more open talking about your own yeah. feelings about your body than mm. you were before. Like even if mm. they are negative, like talking about that daily struggle, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe I talked about, you asked me about it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's something that you were as open with before. Do you feel maybe, that way? And maybe I didn't even realize. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Cause, and part of that has to be aging. It has you to be. just become so much more aware of the 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 way that your body changes over time, right? The, it's, it's shocking. Like, it's so shocking. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like it when people lean too much into that because I still feel very healthy and strong. Yeah. I I, I want to continue to push myself. Like I my you know how I, did I tell you how my mom has a trampoline and. <laughs> She jumps on it every day by herself. Like it's very healthy, and it is. But can you picture the seventy-seven-year-old woman in her backyard? Every- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, like- I can picture your mom. Yeah, yes. yeah, one hundred percent. Like even though it's funny to me, I I commend yes. her. That is so great, and she doesn't feel limited by that number, right? And that's awesome. I want to be I, like that. You, I, and I think about that often. That your mom did give you some good examples of consistent. Yes, discipline. Like, discipline. Yep, just because you know how she says life is so daily. Yep. Anytime I hear someone go all in, I used to tease you about this. Yeah, like you'd and be I, like, here's what I'm doing. And it, it feels real to those people, and maybe it is sometimes, but I notice that the ones that just over a lifetime stick mm-hmm. with something, it's just because it's not a big thing. It's a daily, yep. just part of life, yep. and then they just do it, and it's not a big to-do. Anytime it's this announcement, that's why I hate like on New Year's when everyone's like, this is my year. We're going to lose a thousand pounds. And like, please don't do that. Right. You're setting yourself up, man. But to to have that model of someone who just every day just kept moving and didn't accept that just because you're a certain age means you got to like be sedentary or whatever. Right. But it really is true. If you don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah, yeah. And I think on that episode, you also asked me. You were like, do, "Would you rather be like? Do you want to be a, a size two? Do you want to be smaller?" Did I? Yeah, that but is a really rude thing to even ask. It's somebody. not. It's not because it was in the. I was talking about how there's an expectation, maybe by the public or by you know people. Oh, because you were I saying like MTV to be yes that they mm. want that. Um, when I'm taking good care of my body, yeah, I am naturally 150 pounds. And I realized through COVID too, when I stopped working out and my like muscles like atrophied, like I was so tiny and I did fit into those really small sizes, Yeah, but be- I was so unhealthy. And I remember when we did that episode, uh, when I first moved to Denver and I cried yeah. because yeah. I was like, my legs won't do what they used to yeah. do. Like my body's you not strong You were confronted anymore. with the yep. consequence. And with and I was in my writing notes for um for our episode on um what's it called the new year stuff. Um I was talking about uh Oh my god, now I just lost my train of thought. Oh, what were so you just talking about? Like, did, would you want to be a size two or um, do you wish you were small? And you were saying like when you're working yeah. out and strong, you're 150 and that you might be smaller, but that you aren't healthy. Yeah. But you lost yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say I'm something so sorry. about what, what the heck is wrong with me? I, I hate when that something happens. About, I know. It never happens on here. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, but who knows? You Anyways. don't you don't covet a certain smallness that you perceive to be ideal is is the point. Oh, like oh you this like, is what I was gonna say. Okay, on that when we were talking about thank you when we were talking about setting goals and like you know what what do you want for yourself that with everything that you gain there's going to be something to lose. If you want to eat healthy, guess what? You're probably not going to be able to eat fast food anymore. If you want to. Um, you know, whatever it is, there's going to yeah, be something. A trade. Gained, there's a trade. Yeah. And I traded at one point hmm. a, 
my strength and my physicality and my ability to, uh, um, like agility uh, and stuff. Yes. Uh I traded that for size. Like I didn't even mean to, I just was sad and depressed and locked inside. Like we all were. And like all my muscles went away and I realized that so much, you know, we become so attached to like the number on the scale or whatever. And I realized that that number equaled muscle and equal strength and equal things that like let me do what I want to do. Mm. And I, that is the trade-off. So so now the numbers doesn't signify a bad thing. It signifies that you can move in the way you want. Mm. That um, if I am under 145 pounds, probably not going to be able to make it through a whole day of snowboarding and like, I'm going to be, you know, I, I need big legs. I need big. And like when you accept mm. what that, you know, in the same way that when women, when women's bodies change, when they, after they have a baby mm-hmm. and you accept what this body did and what it went through and what that means. And like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I've, my body's changed this way, but for this reason to like, keep this child alive, to like grow a person, you know, yeah. that, that we can be more accepting and understanding mm-hmm. of how we may be different. Like, you know, I, I look at, at, uh, uh, like I've got a couple friends who are, are like, or like a, people I know who are in like the modeling industry and I don't think they could do 10 pushups. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not hiking anywhere. <laughs> they yeah. can't, like they couldn't yeah. make it. Their legs are like, teeny, tiny little sticks, you yeah. know? And it's just like different. You have to find what, you, what fits you for you. You trade, you're yeah. trading that. And I've realized what I would have to give up and I don't want to, I wouldn't. So now if you were to ask me, would, are, would you, if you were to ask me that question now, I'd be like, fuck no. I'm looking for a solid size eight. That's <laughs> like, we're getting up that hill because I know that my legs need to be a little bigger than they are right now for me mm. to be able to really like to do what I want, want to perform. And I know by the end of the ski season, they will be. And so I'm fine with that. You know what I think so many people, though, get stuck uh-huh. is because it appears, it's not true, but it appears like certain people don't have to make that choice. That these right. people like that we see in advertisements on TV, all the celebrities, that they get to be slim and fit and uh, whatever, all of mm-hmm. the things. And that's why we get so right. mad because we're like, why do I have to pick yeah. they bounced back after baby or whatever yeah, they lost they made choices and lost some things too they did but they don't share what right. they are they're probably right. losing their marbles they're probably on all sorts of synthetic drugs to facilitate it mm-hmm. not everybody but right. most people are yeah. using things that are not most people aren't yeah. and they're comparing them right i have a friend who's a personal trainer she's actually staying in my house right now shout out to ashley she's amazing like she it was so funny like when we, we grew up together and she has I remember when she was younger, we, she went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you need to eat more milkshakes because you need to like put, she couldn't like keep on weight. She yeah. like had to yeah. put on weight like yeah. to do that. It was like her, she needed different things and she felt insecure in those ways, like yeah. in totally different ways. I remember being a kid and just being yeah, like, like what the heck? My doctor's like, you need to lay off the milkshakes. And her doctor's <laughs> like, drink more. I'm like, I'm going to go to her doctor. But <laughs> I, but when we go out now, I mean, she's so fit and so healthy and she's a, a, and I've done her program and I got in the best shape ever. But when we go out, she makes choices yeah. that I'm not willing to make. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I would like that dessert. And yes, I will have another espresso martini. And she's yeah. like, no, thank you. And that that is good for her. And she loves yes. that. And yes. I love the espresso martini and dessert. Yes. I and see. And that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. And also we try to do like the one size fits all. Like whatever I'm doing, somebody else ought to be doing. Uh, right. Yeah. That is the biggest load of shit. <laughs> I'm a, I used to be real bad at that and I still have to work at that where, you know, whenever I use the word weird, I notice that that's me, my way of being like, I'm right. They're wrong. I don't like it. I'll be like, why are they being weird? It's that's my signal that I'm like in that <sighs> mode of like, 
My way or the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I see my mom do it mainly. Oh, that's And so I hate it. And then I'm like, fuck, I do that all the time on Brain Candy. I'm like, why are they being so weird? (laughs) But, you know, it's just good to know. Oh, gosh. That's interesting. I'm trying now. I'm trying to think. What do I do that my mom does that I'm like? Mm. I'll tell you what. That reminds me because we didn't get to it this time. The next episode, I assume, we'll get to the brain candy that's about conspiracy th- or maybe oh, Disney and then conspiracy theories. We had your brother on. I oh, forgot. I forgot about that. You won't believe it. It's Jordan. Very oh, disturbing. All the things we're going to have to like correct and like apologize not us but like he was talking about stuff that's like super offensive and it's like i didn't know at the time that it was offensive oh my gosh <laughs> oh so this will be interesting this yeah, will be great so i was like wow we're gonna have a lot to talk about on that one so I coming up what yeah, he we'll would do. say too yeah maybe he has a different point of view i mean he's in school and yeah he's been through an engineering program went through like, or maybe he's been radicalized or, like so many people in the country yeah. and they've really gone do- deeper into that conspiracy right. world view. I'd be interested to know. But yeah, next time maybe Disney and uh, later conspiracy theories, but these are really fun and illuminating. I know. I really like hearing uh, uh, the ways that we've grown and changed and become I, more understanding of ourselves, I think. Like compassion. I think so. Yeah, self-compassion. And, like, more of an awareness of how, like, it's just ongoing work. Yeah. It's ongoing. Every day. Um, But I do – I said this to you the other day. What I like about this show is that it is more personal than Brain Candy. Mm -hmm. It's more about, like, us and our lives and journeys, at least so far because that's what the original Brain Candies were more about. Yeah. Like, our opinions rather than, like, here's what happened. And news. it's fun. It's like getting to reflect on, on I like it. the ways we've changed. And yeah. I think that our listeners have also maybe changed and grown with us in many ways. Yeah. They're along for the ride of nonsense. Yeah. All right, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Um, anything else? Check out our merch. And next to evo.com slash podcast. Code wrong is for that CBD. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, I Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.